Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Neil. And I'm Ken. And we are from the Triviality Podcast, a pub trivia-style game show where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Join us each week for an hour-long game of general knowledge trivia featuring special guests from around the world, plus tons of extra themed episodes. If you want to improve your trivia game, or you just want to scream at us in your car when we get easy questions wrong, then we're the show for you. Find Triviality on all your favorite podcast apps. But you know that, because you're already listening to a podcast. With Halloween, people are asking us all the time, what's a good spooky podcast? We would like to tell you about a podcast that we really enjoy. They're friends of ours. They're people that we respect in the industry. Two Girls, One Ghost. Yeah, for sure. Two Girls, One Ghost is hosted by Corinne and Sabrina, and it's not what you think. Or is it? You'll have to find out for yourself. (laughs) But if you do love a good ghost story, then uh, you're going to want to check these two out. They talk about stuff like uh, shadow people, which creeps the hell out of me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Black-eyed kids. Have we touched on black-eyed kids? We've not. Haunted prisons, exorcisms, perhaps visits from your long-dead family members. This is right in our wheelhouse. Absolutely. And the best part is the ghost who continually interferes with their (laughs) recordings, making them the most haunted podcast in America. It is a paranormal comedy podcast, and we absolutely recommend Two Girls, One Ghost. This podcast will send a shiver down your spine. It'll force you to cover up all the mirrors in your house, which we do anyway, especially early in the morning. (laughs) And uh, it'll stop you from opening your eyes when the clock strikes 3 a.m. And if you listen really closely, you might hear an EVP. And maybe the ghost of the most haunted podcast in America will visit you when you least expect it. But don't worry. From what we hear, they're pretty nice. Two Girls, One Ghost is available now on Apple Podcasts and all other listening destinations as they scare themselves, each other, and you. So join them every Sunday. And as Corinne and Sabrina always say... See See you you on on the the other other side. side. What follows may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The world is full of stories. Stories of mysteries. Of curiosities. Of oddities. Join Kat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the box of oddities. We look forward to the Halloween special every year. This is the third annual Halloween special on the box of oddities. How's that possible? I don't know. It's beyond me. This is a departure from our normal vibe. Yeah, yeah. We uh, love this 
kind of episode because it's very different and it's an opportunity for us to hear from you. Right. And for those of you who may be listening for the first time, this is not how the Box of Oddities normally sounds. It's kind of a special Halloween thing that we do every year. That's what I just said. And I said it again, but I use different words. One of the things that we really, really enjoy about the Halloween episode is we get to hear from you, your experiences, whether they were uh, paranormal in nature, maybe just some sort of unexplained thing that happened or just something really freaking weird. And we got a ton of stuff this year. And I wish that we could say that uh, we were able to use everything, but... We did go through all of the stories and we loved listening to them. Some of them, you know, maybe get off the subway before (laughs) recording a story, (laughs) but we enjoyed it. Yeah, there were a couple that were great stories. Unfortunately, it was recorded way too low and we couldn't use the audio. Mm. But regardless, we got a lot of great stories and uh, we actually are going to close with a, a very special one from none other than Jim Harold. We were so lucky that uh, he was like, yeah, I'll be a part of your Halloween episode. Of course, Jim Harold's Campfire and uh, Jim Harold's Paranormal Podcast. Again, you know, we were talking about Two Girls, One Ghost. Mm. If you're looking for great podcasts this, this time of year, there's a couple more for you. I would say any time of year. Any time of year, of course. <laughs> yeah. But especially during Halloween. So definitely stick around for that. Uh, in the meantime, we have some incredible spoopy stories from our delightful freaks. We're going to start with uh, one from Moxie Labouche. Moxie is a fellow podcaster, and you can tell because she's a storyteller. Hi, Cat Jethro and all my fellow freaks. This is Moxie Labouche, and I wanted to share with you a surreal story from my family. When my mother was a new mother, she was asleep in her bed one night when suddenly she heard her mother calling to her, saying, Joanne, get up. Wake up, Joanne. You've got to check on the baby. Wake up, Joanne. My mother woke up to see her mother standing over her bed. My mother was frozen in place. You've got to check on the baby, my grandma said, to which my mom replied, Mom, you're scaring me. Go away. And the image of my grandmother disappeared. When my mother could shake herself out of her fear, she ran to my sister's crib and found the baby was face down in heavy bedding, struggling to breathe. She probably would have slept right through it. Charles Dickens begins A Christmas Carol with the words, Marley was dead to begin with. Here is the twist. My grandmother wasn't dead. She was asleep in her own bed on the other side of town. And yet somehow her spirit knew that her first grandchild was struggling for breath and appeared next to my mother's bed. When my mom told grandma about this, grandma insisted, if I ever appear to you again, don't send me away. It was the only time grandmother ever appeared to anyone Though she is good with pennies from heaven, though typically nickels and quarters. So thanks for that, Grandma. I hope everyone has a safe and happy Halloween. Well done. Well done, Moxie LaBouche, who, by the way, has the best name in podcasting. Absolutely. The podcast is called uh, Your Brain on Facts. If I ever come to you again, don't send me away. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, nope, yeah. that's fine. That's fine. 
Therese sent us our next story. Uh, she had to do it while she was driving. So we get to hear what her car sounds like, too. <laughs> At least it's not like my car where my keys jangled together the entire time I'm driving. I've been wanting to send you guys a recording of what happened to me in Denver, Colorado, about 15 or so years ago. So prepare your park team. I was at Walmart, and it was during the day, and I was standing at the deli counter. I looked over, and the person standing next to me did not have a human face. I looked around, see if anybody else noticed this guy, thinking, well, maybe, you know, it's some kind of Halloween makeup, something, but it would have to have been done by a professional makeup artist, like in Hollywood, because it was extremely real. When I looked around, nobody else was even looking at the guy. Nobody had noticed. It was not a human being. The face looked like a cross between, like on the Predator, what the alien looks like on there. And I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but the skull of the star child. I just walked off, went down another aisle, and I was standing in the frozen food aisle, trying to not freak out and I look up and he's standing at the end of the aisle staring at me I acted like I didn't see him and left my shopping cart full of groceries and walked out the thing is I, I did not tell anybody about this for at least 10 years because I was afraid of what might happen to me. I felt like it was an alien and everybody, because nobody else responded to it, that I was seeing something that other people were not seeing. And that for some reason, for a second, I could see this guy for what he was. I was telling my brother about this uh, about a year ago. And he told me that there was a movie, and I can't remember what the movie's called, where basically... There is aliens living among us, and once in a while, somebody could see what they really looked like. And this was exactly what I was thinking had happened. I didn't want them to know that I saw them. So that is my story, and I, yeah, it's been hard for me to tell people for years, but I've told a few people now, so I guess if it's going to happen, they're going to come find me. And if they do, I will give them your address. Oh, no, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what that made me feel like while she was telling the story was um, the the concept of lizard people. Yeah, right. And Reptilians. Yeah. yeah. Um, that would be terrifying. And I, the whole time, I would assume that I was like a wicked dink or something. And then maybe they had had some sort of accident or something and their face was <laughs> disfigured. <laughs> and I'd be like, I'm so sorry. I think that you have value. And I, oh. I, I've had a lot of horrifying experiences at the deli counter, but mm. this tops them all. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. I think the, the movie that they were referencing uh, was Alien Nation. Was that it? Like you could only see the that. aliens if you wore special glasses or something like that. I it came out in the late eighties. I don't know. I think I don't know. I do know that. Um, I think what I think is the creepiest 
thing about her story is that you really got the vibe that the experience left her with a feeling Mm. more than it was I saw this person and it kind of creeped me out and I didn't want to tell anybody about it it was this backstory came with that emotion right and so you know that's that's what's creepy to me is when you kind of get that vibe the vibe is what's creepy also who wants to deal with the predator in the uh, frozen food section Mm. not me Our next story comes from Eric, who is also going to tell us a story about something weird that happened in Colorado. I have a story that actually happened 50 years ago on October 2nd, 1970. I was hitchhiking from Leadville, Colorado to Denver, and uh, I got a ride with a guy who was going to go halfway down the east side of Loveland Pass, trade cars at a restaurant there, and then travel on to Denver. So as we were going up the road to this restaurant... I saw an airplane heading up the canyon at a really fast rate of speed. And I thought, well, maybe it was a Forest Service airplane because it was really low. So I uh, wondered what he was doing, and I went in the restaurant with the guy I was riding with and uh, kept looking out the front window of the restaurant up the canyon and uh, waiting for that airplane to come out of the canyon. He just never did. And then a little later, a lady came into the restaurant, and she was very agitated, and she said, Oh, my God, oh, my God. There's an airplane, and it just crashed up on the pass. So I asked the guy that I was riding with, I said, so uh, you want to drive back up there and see this airplane crash? And he said, sure, why not? So up the, up the pass we went, and we found some smoke. We saw some smoke coming up and kind of figured out where we could pull off the road and park and commenced to climb up into the uh, forest. And it was a really hard climb. It's about 510 feet from the highway to where the crash site is and it's really hard it took a half an hour to get that 500 feet uh we climbed up and went to the crash and i came out right about the tail of the airplane i was walking a little bit the tail was east and i was walking west toward the uh front of the airplane and as i looked back I could see the trees that had been snapped off by the wings of the airplane as it glided down to the ground. You could just see exactly the path that the airplane had taken through the trees. And when it finally got down to the ground, the airplane wings were pretty much gone. So I hiked around to the front of the airplane and uh, out into the out ahead of the airplane. I thought stuff might have been thrown out. And I found a pilot or co-pilot. He was wrapped around a tree backwards. Uh, his back up against the tree, and he was in a U-shape around this tree. And he was still alive, but just barely. I guess he died, actually. I didn't want to get him out of there because he was wrapped around the tree so severely, and if I touched him, he probably paralyzed or die. Need a lot of people to handle somebody like that. So when I got up to the crash, there was me, the guy I'd ridden to town with, and a reporter or a guy working for the Fairplay Flume newspaper out of Fairplay, Colorado on the western slope. And I talked to him and the guy I rode up with and I says, uh, guys find anybody alive anywhere? And they all said, nope, didn't see anybody really moving or anything. And uh, on the north side of the airplane, uh, we went, walked around that way and there was a skeleton sitting on an airplane engine. He was sitting on the cowling on the top of the engine, and uh, there was quite a fire underneath the, the uh, engine, a lot of fuel there. And uh, there was, he was a skeleton. There was a skeleton sitting on top of the airplane motor. 
His legs were on either side of the airplane motor. Now, this airplane motor is three times bigger than, say, a 55-gallon drum. His hands were pretty close to his crotch, you know, he was propped up, his arms were propping him up, and his skull and his head was looking right straight forward, like, straight straight forward. And uh, it was really strange to see this skeleton because it was a very bright white. There was nothing left of the skeleton but ash. So we stood around that uh, guy on the airplane motor and we talked about it for a while and all I remember is being there watching the skeleton burn, the skeleton sitting on the engine. From that on, the whole day is completely lost to me. Um, yeah, I'd block all that out too, Oof. I think. Um, so if I'm understanding what he's saying, it's not so much a paranormal experience yet no less terrifying yeah. the crash threw somebody out and landed they landed on the wreckage of the airplane engine like they were riding it yeah and then the flames burned him up to see a burning skeleton sitting on the on the engine yeah like he's riding a horse would haunt my dreams forever yeah that's that's terrible that's awful i i mean i've seen a few deceased people and it's never nice. No. But um, I think that would be very jarring. Oh, my God. Very emotionally. Um, I feel like that would would do some emotional fuckery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Emotional fuckery, indeed. Erica went on to tell us that uh, the 50th anniversary of that crash was just the first of, of, of October, October. And uh, that he went back up to the site on the 50th anniversary. Mm-hmm. And there were people there that had family members that perished in that crash. They oh, had all, wow. I guess it came from Wichita, Kansas or something. And they were all up there just paying tribute to their family and, and loved oh, ones. And wow. um, it must have, I imagine that probably gave everybody some additional closure. Yeah. That's, I think I respect that. I know everyone grieves and, and deals with things in yeah, different ways. Yeah. That would not be something that would be healing for me. Um, you know, I know after my father passed, um, the things that brought me peace were things that had nothing to do with his death. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah. okay, well, I'm going to go to the tire store because that's where we had nice times. <laughs> Grieving at the tire store. Yep. See, that would make a good title. It would be. For, for an episode. <laughs> Our next story came from Christy. So this is a ghost story with a twist. It's a horse ghost story. I had a horse named Danny Pony. He was the best horse a girl could ask for, my best friend, my go-to. And he passed away in 2015. It broke my heart, still does. But I was out fixing fence one day. We'd had cows get out. And I had that feeling like somebody or something was watching me. Looked around, didn't see anything, went back to what I was doing, and I hear a whinny. It sounded just like Danny Pony. So I started looking around, and I see this white horse run through the trees. He was a white horse. I jumped on my four-wheeler, and just as I was about to turn the key, I hear a scream, like a cougar. I freaked out just a lot. And I really feel like that was Danny protecting me, like his spirit was protecting me, telling me, like, hey, idiot, get the heck out of there. So I treasure that memory, and thank you, and keep that freak flag flying. Well, that was a happier I uh, love that. encounter with the paranormal. I want a horse angel. <laughs> <laughs> Karina 
sent us our next story. I was living up in Portland, Oregon, and my husband was down in Berkeley. One night, I'm fast asleep, and my cell phone rings in the middle of the night. And I wake up, and my cell phone is on the dresser across the room, so I had to get out of bed and walk over to the dresser to answer the phone. So I answered the phone, and uh, I said, hi. And uh, my husband said, hi. And then there was silence. And I said, what's up? And he said, you just called me. And then you hung up. And I, was, I said, no, I didn't. He said, Karina, you just called me. And I said, well, what did I say? And he said, well, that's what's weird is that it was your voice. And you said, I'm worried about Karina. Um, and I was, I, was, I was a bit freaked out. <laughs> and... Uh, and I said, I, I swear I didn't call you. I was asleep and I had to get out of bed to answer my phone. I said, let me just check my phone, the call log, you know. And sure enough, I hadn't called him. It was the last caller was him calling me just now. But he said, well, that's what's also weird is like when my phone rang, it was my name that came up, his name. His phone was calling him, and when he answered it, it was my voice on the other line. And he checked his call log, and sure enough, it was his name on his phone that was calling him. I was standing in a dark corridor at the time, starting to get a little bit freaked out, and I could sense he was getting a bit freaked out too. He's never had anything like this happen to him, although he's heard a lot of my stories from the past. There was no explanation. We never found an explanation. I, I contacted the phone company and it showed me how to look up your report of like calls made in the last month or so. And um, true enough, I hadn't called him at that at that night, and um, it showed that his phone had called him. I asked my mum because sometimes she and I uh, sound alike on the phone, um, and she swore she didn't call him she's like I've learned my lesson calling you in the night she's like I won't call you because England are eight hours ahead so yeah that's it pretty creepy to hear that someone that sounds just like you is calling um, your husband and saying they're worried about themselves uh, so that's the story thank you for listening and happy Halloween bye Wow. That one gave me the goosies. Yeah. I would immediately just like circle the house with Mm -hmm. one of my flashlights. um, Just make sure that everything was (laughs) as it should Mm -hmm. be. Double check the locks and such. One of your tactical flashlights. Right. Uh Yeah. um, My first thought would be the call is coming from inside the house. (laughs) And uh, I would immediately start going room to room. Um, but, But let me just say this. I love her accent. It's lovely. It is why do we love British accents so much here in America? It might be because they just, people with a British accent sound smart. And I'm wondering if 
We as Americans sound as stupid to British people mm. as British people sound smart to us. Interesting I'm, ju- I'm just wondering. Interesting. If so, sorry. I understand that. I do my best. There, It's hard because there are certain accents that give me certain feelings. Mm-hmm. And I know that's like a hundred percent wrong. Oh, yeah. That shouldn't be, you know. So I'm constantly scolding myself. I'm like... They're not smarter than you just because they sound smarter than you. Stop it. (laughs) Karina, thanks for uh, for sending that story. It was uh, creepy AF. Coming up on this special Halloween episode of the uh, Box of Oddities, our good friend Jim Harold, who has, of course, Jim Harold's Campfire and the Paranormal Podcast. Um, He has heard, if anybody has heard, good ghost stories mm. it'll be this guy that's true the box of oddities with cat and jethro gilligan toth i've got to tell you the longer we've had our aura frame the more i love it i have kids and they live about three thousand miles away and my daughter is expecting a child and she has been sending me updates on her baby bump through the aura frame And since I can't be there to experience it with her, it's the next best thing. And speaking of mothers, if you're looking for the perfect gift to celebrate your mom in your life, Aura Frames are beautiful Wi-Fi connected digital picture frames. It allows you to share and display unlimited photos. It's super easy to upload and super easy to share photos with the Aura app. And here's the thing, if you're giving Aura as a gift, you can even personalize the frame with preloaded photos and memories. We love Aura frames, and living so far away from family, thanks to Aura, it's the next best thing. It's like, it's like almost being there. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Box of Oddities freaks can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off, plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code oddities at checkout to save. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com and use code oddities at checkout. And you will save. Thanks, Aura Frames, for bringing my family a little bit closer. This message is sponsored by Greenlight. You know, as your kids get older, there are some things about parenting that gets easier. I remember once hearing my sister tell my little niece, If you put your pants on, I'll give you some Fresca. And when kids can start to reason that they get something, if they do something right, it's a lot easier to manage them. Having that conversation about money with your kids, that's not the easiest thing in the world. Fact is, kids won't really know how to manage their money until they're actually in charge of it. And that's where Greenlight can help. Greenlight is a debit card and money app made just for families. Parents can send money to their kids and keep an eye on the kids' spending and savings. While kids and teens build money confidence and lifelong financial literacy skills. Your kids will learn how to save, invest, and spend wisely thanks to the games that teach kids skills in a fun, accessible way. When I was a kid, I had expected chores and then I had bonus chores. And bonus chores were where I earned money. And so if you're thinking like, hey, my kids should be doing stuff around the house. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. But maybe there's extra ways that they can learn how to be a successful financial money person. What was one of the bonus chores that you had to do? (sighs) Rub my mom's feet. And what did that pay? 
I don't know, like a quarter or something. Millions of parents and kids are learning about money on Greenlight. It's the easy, convenient way for parents to raise financially smart kids and families to navigate their life together. Sign up for Greenlight today and get your first month free when you go to greenlight.com slash oddities. That's greenlight.com slash oddities to try Greenlight for free. Greenlight.com slash oddities. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You know that feeling you get when something isn't quite right, but you can't put your finger on it? That's why you're here. This is The Box of Oddities. Probably most of you know who Jim Harold is. Well, yeah. You're listening to The Box of Oddities. <laughs> Jim Harold hosts, uh, well, many podcasts. Uh, Jim Harold's Campfire, Paranormal Podcast, Podlord, Soulmate Stories. He's a best-selling author. And uh, he was inspiration for me to do a, a podcast. Yeah. Uh, I said, hey, you got to check this guy out. And uh, we started listening. We said, this is great stuff. We want to uh, we want to do that too. So we stole his idea. <laughs> and uh, to he, podcast, I stole Adam Curry's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the paranormal podcast, by the way, and, and Jim Harold's Campfire, among the top one percent uh, most downloaded podcasts in the industry's largest podcast host, which is Libsyn. Please welcome our friend Jim Harold. Hey guys, good to be here. Thank you and. Uh, you guys, uh, I just uh, love what you do. You do such a great job. So that that means a lot coming from you. And and so glad to be here to talk spooky stuff at this spooky time of the year. How long have you been podcasting, Jim? Well, uh, let's see here. <laughs> it goes back to 2005. No, 2005. That was back when uh, it was the coal-burning internet, wasn't it? it exactly. Was, yeah. Exactly. The shovel and the whole thing. <laughs> and, uh, and bank that fire. Um, anyway, uh, we... I was a frustrated broadcaster. I was one of those evil ad sales reps, those radio reps. You know the guys that wear like the Herb Tarlick suit, <laughs> you know, and the smells of the cologne and the whole thing. And um, I had gone to school to be a broadcaster, ended up in radio, but for like uh, 12 years uh, on and off, I've been working at as an account exec uh, selling ads. And I'm like, I want to do that fun stuff. And I heard about podcasting. I'm like... Well, I'm not going to be like Adam Curry or Leah Laporte, but I'll do some little homemade thing just for fun. And it got a little better and got a little better, got a little following, got a little better, and uh, went full-time in 2008. Uh, no, no, I didn't. I went full-time in 2012 and uh, have been full-time ever since. And I love it. I, and it, it's kind of like a love of technology, a love of broadcasting, and a love of supernatural stuff since I had since I was a little kid. And it seems like, for me, the perfect like mix. 
Yeah, we were so thrilled to be able to meet you in person and share some stories with you because uh, you really, you're right in our wheelhouse and we <laughs> love listening to you tell stories. So we were hoping maybe uh, you might have uh, some sort of spooky time story for us. Well, I should bring my best campfire story uh, mm-hmm. if i'm going to bring one in that would be one called the roadhouse saloon on my show jim harold's campfire people call in and they share their spooky stories and this one goes back probably i would say 10 years but it's 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 like the hallmark story it's called the roadhouse saloon and uh, our caller ti uh lives in michigan but goes to vacation in wisconsin i guess every summer and she went with a friend to go see a band and this was late at night, and this is a very rural area uh, up in Wisconsin. And they closed the place down. They were talking uh, to the band because the gentleman, his name was Bob, knew the band. So they closed the place down. So they're coming back home. They got about an hour to travel till they get where uh, they, both, uh, they both are staying. Uh, and um, basically, T.I., about a half hour in, says, hey, you know, how far do we have to go? I've got to go to the restroom. And he says, well, out here, there's always the bushes. And uh, she says, drive fast, drive fast. (laughs) So anyway, uh, she's really, you know, it's really coming up on her. And all of a sudden, you know, it's like three o'clock in the morning and they, it's a very foggy night, moonless. And they look and there's like this bar along the side of the road and it's got neon signs on the joint is jumping there's cars in older cars and they're like oh this place is still open it shouldn't be it's after two o'clock but it's still open let's go in and bob says oh this is great because i heard that they have this great old west mural painted on the wall and it's pretty renowned i'm an artist so i've always wanted to see it so this is perfect so he goes and gets a couple beers she goes in the restroom you know, does what comes naturally, comes back out. And the people, they're kind of weird. They're kind of like smiling. And they're not really talking. They're just kind of like... Oh, no. uh, You can't see the visual, but they're just kind of blank and staring and and smiling and not really talking. And uh, so they get their beers, they're sitting there talking, and like this, this one guy comes up to T.I., they're sitting there, and he like smiles, his big smile, and he's got these rotten teeth, and he uh-huh. says, want to dance? No, thank you. And uh, she has a cane, and she shows him the cane and says, no, 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 I, I, I don't dance much. She said that, uh, once again, she was saved by the cane. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, anyway, uh, he goes on and he puts, uh, they have this beautiful old Woolitzer jukebox, mm which has vinyl. Now, the funny thing is when I used to tell this story, it's like, do you remember vinyl? But now vinyl's the hot thing again. Yeah. So I had real records in it and it's uh, Chubby Checkers, Let's Twist Again. Anyway, it's playing and they're looking at, and people are kind of dancing, kind of spaced out, but they're kind of dancing a few people. And T.I. and Bob start to look at this mural and they start to look at it. And, and I have a video on YouTube that actually has real pictures of this mural. So it does exist. And um, they point out different people, like there's a couple women sitting at a table, and a, a couple women are really sitting at a table in this place. Oh. So the people in the mural are actually in the oh bar. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Whoa. it's so weird. She's like, there's a big strapping bartender, and he's like a gunslinger. 
in the uh, mural. It's the same people. And they start talking about it. It's like, man, that's really weird. And Bob's like, well, you know, these people are probably regulars. This is probably an homage to them or whatever. So T.I. starts asking people, are you in the painting? She went and asked the bartender and he just smiles at her blankly oh, and doesn't say anything. <laughs> so, and then the guy keeps playing on the jukebox multiple times. Let's twist again, which is kind of weird itself. Let's twist again. Like we did last again, summer. And again, yeah, like we did last summer. So they keep looking at this thing. And there's a couple of Swinging Doors, you'll remember in the old West shows, the Western shows, John Wayne, Maverick, all these different shows, um, they would have the Swinging Doors where the gunslinger would come in and say, I don't want to see so-and-so, you know. So anyway, they noticed there were two figures in the door, but they were kind of misty, almost like an undeveloped Polaroid picture. And it kind of looked like a shorter woman and a taller man and I'm like that's weird we didn't notice those before and they keep talking and they look back and they're a little more formed this time and it's definitely a man and a woman they look back they notice that they're more developed now and the woman has curly hair in the door that's in this figure and T.I. has curly hair at the time Uh oh oh no and then she notices that the figure is wearing boots, and she's wearing boots. And then she noticed the figure has a cane, and T.I. has a cane. Okay. They realize that they are developing into the picture. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So, at that point, T.I. and Bob look at each other and basically say, it's time to uh, get out of Dodge. Yeah. So, they get they get ready to leave, and as they're leaving, the people are like beckoning them back. And but they said, "No, we're going." We're, Bye. We're good. So they close the door. Everything goes black. When they close the door, all the neon signs are off, and the place looks totally deserted, like it was never, never uh, open. Oh, like wow. it was totally closed. And then they look in the parking lot, and there is a singular car. Their car. Their oh. car. Yes. So they say, let's get the heck yeah. out of here. So anyway, T.I. and Bob go. They go back home. And T.I. gets home. And the next day, her family's going like, you, you seem like you're disturbed. You're upset. And she's like, yeah, and here's why. And she tells them what happens. And they said, well, we want to go back. We want to see for ourselves. So T.I. being a much more brave person than I am, with a couple of, I think, her sisters go back uh, a few nights later. But this is like 8 o'clock at night. They're not going to chance it at 2 <laughs> o'clock in the morning to end up in an interdimensional portal. So uh, anyway, T.I. goes back. The mural is there. There's, They are not in the swinging doors. There's just the doors there. And uh, she walks up to the bartender, a young lady. And she says, uh, hey, I was here the other night. Uh, there was this young, strapping, good-looking, muscular guy who was the bartender. Uh, I guess he's not working tonight. And she's like, I don't know who you're talking about. We have two bartenders here. I'm one. The other one's my elderly father. Ooh. And then she goes to the jukebox. A couple interesting things about the jukebox. One, it plays CDs, not records. Mm -hmm. Two, no chubby checker. No, let's twist again. And T.I. says with that, her and her sister's yeah. left, and she's not been to the Roadhouse so wow. long since. That sounds like an amazing Twilight Zone story, doesn't uh, you're it? You're right, yeah. yeah. It does. Yeah. That's it does. crazy. And the thing is, is that I know this place exists. Yeah. We just did a video on it on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Jim Harold. <laughs> and um, 
an author who has been on my show had done some pictures and shared them with me, and that's in that video. So the place exists. In fact, I called the place because I wanted to see if I could get an interview with somebody, but nobody ever returned my calls. Mm. So at least pre-pandemic, because I was working on this last fall uh, and just got the video up uh, in the last week, um, it exists. It's a real place. Now, I, again, as I often say, I wasn't there. I didn't see what happened. But boy, what a story. Were you able to determine uh, any of the history of this place leading up to that event? Nothing. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Nothing, but but it's there. And I mean, if you look at the video, the mural's kind of creepy yeah. looking. Mm. I mean, it's kind of like, ew. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, who's who's to say that these these places don't exist, you know? I, I mean, and these portals don't exist. I know it's an incredible story, but I got to visit personally. We went and shot the video last fall, again, as I said, pre-pandemic. Shot the interview portion with T.I., and, you know, she seems very sincere, very down-to-earth. I believe her. I believe wow. this happened. Now, what does that mean or represent? I don't know, but she's extremely believable. If, that feels very multi-universe yeah. kind of thing, like maybe overlapping, yep. yeah, you know, the, piercing that, through. That was my initial thought. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also sounds a little bit like some sort of purgatory, uh, spiritual kind of thing. Like these people are trapped in this one small space in time where mm. stuff just repeats over and over and over again. And they have to listen to Chubby Checker. Hey, I like Chubby Checker. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Wow, I'm going to do some research on that. What was your YouTube channel again, Jim? Uh, that is youtube.com slash Jim People can see the, uh, the video version of that story. Yeah. 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 And that's something we want to do more of. We, I mean, it's obviously a lot more involved to get the interviews, especially now, mm. and to do the B roll and stuff. But we want to take some of the classic campfire stories and hopefully periodically put one of them up there on that channel to give it a little more of a full That tree. is cool. a, a really cool idea. Where else can people find you? Well, uh, if you're listening to this, you are a podcast listener. You can find us on all the podcast apps, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever it might be. And also at my website, jimherald.com. That's J-I-M-H-A-R-O-L-D.com. And guys, thank you so much uh, for letting me spend some time in the box of oddities. Thank you for for being here. You bring some uh, real, you know... Like validity, Credi- credibility to our yeah. podcast. Yeah, we just want to glum off it's that. Like a, oh, <laughs> like a real grown-up person who knows how to talk oh my. good. Oh my! <laughs> I don't know about that. And what you need to do uh, is come to Maine, and we'll take you and show you all the uh, scary places, and maybe you could do some videos for your YouTube channel there as well. I think that would be great. Once this uh, killer yes. pandemic ends, I'll take you all up right. on it. Jim Harold, Jim Harold's campfire. Jim Harold's Paranormal Podcast, and many, 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 many more projects. Also, uh, check out uh, Amazon. Buy his books. They're yeah. great. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, guys. I really enjoyed it. You know, I love that guy. He is like one of the nicest people, I think, that we have met in the podcast industry. He, uh, he has been so kind to us, and uh, we appreciate that because... Are we gushing? Here's because a guy. We we might gush a bit. This guy knows what he's doing. It's true. You know, I mean, he he has been podcasting. Well, like he was saying, since what 2005, something like that. Good God in heaven.
So thanks, Jim. We appreciate you taking the time to jump on our show. Oh, and we're going to be on his video Halloween special, Halloween night. Saturday. Saturday. I, I'm so confused about what day it is. I know. And week, really, kind of monthish. <laughs> Very confused <laughs> yeah. overall. One, one thing really. I'm certain is that it's 2020. Yeah. And, that's uh, hard to miss. I can't wait till it's over. Yeah. That's a spooky ghost story all on its own. Oh, my God. Spooky story. Indeed. Hey, listen, if you want to help support the Box of Oddities, our Patreon account is up. Thanks to everybody that has, uh, has decided to sponsor us, become a patron. If you would like to join the ranks of the Order of Freaks, <laughs> you can do so by going to patreon.com slash box of oddities or there's a link right on our website theboxofoddities.com um we appreciate you all so much we've received so many amazing messages and uh support overall it's been really overwhelming but like in a good way I know that my tone didn't imply that it was, <laughs> but it is. It's like when you and I are ending a phone conversation, sometimes I'll be like, fine, I love you, bye. Yeah, and you're bye. like, what's wrong? And I'm like, God, I'm just trying to end the phone call. <laughs> <laughs> of course, our next episode will be back to our normal uh, format, and we look forward to joining you then. Until then, keep flying that freak flag. Fly proudly, you beautiful freak. And so... Let it be known that the Box of Oddities belongs to you, and its fate is in your hands. Therefore, it's been requested by those to whom I report to beseech you for assistance. We ask but one thing of you, to provide a five-star rating and a positive review. True, that is two things. However, tis merely a five-star rating and a positive review. Also, subscribe to us. Okay, so three things is all we ask. Three things and three things only. Henceforth, the Box of Oddities commits to the telling of stories. Stories of the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected. We wish to offer our deeply felt gratitude and appreciation for your patronage. TheBoxOfOddities.com Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. I'm still mad that you wouldn't let me do the spooky sound effects for this show. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, man, I'm getting the chills. <laughs> it's like Pac-Man. <laughs> Pac-Man's not scary. He's very lovable. Hello, everyone. It's Takuya here. And I'm Gabby. And we are the hosts of History of Everything, a podcast which you can probably guess by the name is... Well, I mean, it's about everything. Do you want to know why people thought potatoes were evil and would give you syphilis? Are you curious about all the stories of the terrible and stupid ways that people have kicked the bucket over the years? Do you want to hear tales about all of the different badasses of history and the lives that they had brought to life? Well, if so, then look no further. History of Everything is just the right podcast for you. It's available on Spotify, Pandora, and anywhere else that you get your podcast from. Join us for some fun and just see how weird and wacky history can be.